Fox News is committing the grave sin of doing what MSNBC does and what CNN does. And I like Fox News. You guys all know this. But we need to talk because fake news goes in lots of different directions. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I wanted to get through a podcast tonight, uh, but I, it, it was, I wasn't ready for it. I'm trying to still find my niche for this whole thing. My goal is to have a podcast released on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, the problem is I'm having a real hard time coming up with content <laughs> because I work for a living. So, you know, hey, um, but today I decided, you know what, I'm going to release this tomorrow and this will be my Wednesday podcast. What I'm probably going to end up doing, and I know you probably, this is probably more than you want to hear. I'm probably going to record on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Fridays are very difficult for me to do podcasts because I actually am busy on Fridays and I don't feel like doing podcasts after a, a hard week. Uh, Sundays, I have nothing to do. It doesn't seem... So, by the way, I what I'm talking to you about is my process and how I'm going to do things. I'm still trying to figure it out. I know it has been 133 episodes, but I'm still not there yet. So, but I did see something today that really interested me. I was listening to Tucker Carlson, um, Hannity, and uh, the last gal, the blonde gal. And I realized something. They're all saying the same thing. You know, I always had a problem with propaganda. I always have a problem with propaganda. Right now, it's looking like Bernie Sanders is not being supported by the Democratic Party. And it's look, and now the Democratic, the DNC has actually relaxed their rules, which will make it so that um, Mike Bloomberg can be in the debate on Friday, even though he's not going to be a member of the caucus on Saturday in Nevada. Because and he's not going to be a member of the primary or caucus in South Carolina either. But he's looking like he's going to be the savior of the Democratic Party right now. Bernie Sanders, as uh, Ben Shapiro says, Bernie Sanders has about a 40-60 chance of winning the presidency. But Mike Bloomberg probably has a 45-55% chance of winning the presidency. Now, this is not great. This is not. These are not great odds. And listening to Mike Bloomberg, listening to him, and seeing how Trump is, I, I, I don't. And you've got to. You've got to think about how Trump is and how Trump is acting and presenting himself. Bloomberg has no chance. He really has the personality of Sponge. So in the last few days, literally the last five days, the Sanders camp, and we've got to assume it's the Sanders camp, has released everything. I mean, he's a racist, a sexist, a homophobe. He has done every stop and frisk. Everything is coming out right now. And I, uh, by the way, this is off the cuff. So I, 
I don't have any audio. But they're releasing everything. If you listen to my last uh, uh, podcast, you'll know that I had a couple of things they were already accusing um, uh, Bloomberg of, and they're accusing Bloomberg of more. But the thing is, Fox News, we got to remember they are an opinion news channel that during at nighttime, when you're prime time, Laura Ingram, that's her name, the blonde gal who I think is hot, kind of in a horse kind of way. Uh, Hannity, Sean Hannity and uh, Tucker Carlson, they are opinion hosts. And today I have listened. I'm about halfway through Laura Ingram's uh, cast right now. They are really just laying it on Michael Bloomberg. Well, here's the thing. Okay, let's be honest with some things. Michael Bloomberg is kind of a weird guy. Uh, yes, he's like five foot two. Yep, he's five four. Yes, he's he wanted to ban big gulps in New York. Yes, he did support stop and frisk, which I support. Yes, he did not destroy the economy of New York, which I support. Uh, Michael Bloomberg is a moderate. That's good. That's a, that's a good thing. He's not going to go crazy. But you would hear Fox News and you would think that, oh my God, he is a full communist. He is a Stalinesque communist. He's not. He's not. He's actually very moderate. I think it's very disturbing to hear this from Fox News. But here's what we need to learn. Propaganda works on both sides. It does. This is what I've heard from about Mike Bloomberg. He's a, from Fox News. He's a racist. He's a sexist. Suddenly, for some reason, Fox News thinks that stop and frisk was a bad thing. He's suddenly giving money for to get rid of guns, which, by the way, Mike Bloomberg doesn't want guns. That's not a big secret. He said that. But they're making him sound more socialist than Bernie is, and I just don't think that's the truth. And... Uh, I would rather Fox News spend more of their time to get rid of Bernie Sanders, who is still probably going to win the uh, nomination. I don't think Bloomberg's going to have enough. And the way that the media is throwing Bloomberg under the bus, because the reality is Bloomberg's being thrown under the bus by both by CNN, MSNBC and Fox News. He's not going to, and, and he said a lot of things. The guy's worth $60 billion, right? He said a lot of things. He's had a lot of interviews. And we've heard things for the last 20 years that he said. This isn't a good thing for him. He's not going to get the nomination. It's going to be Bernie Sanders, and it's going to be Bernie Sanders by a long, a long shot. Maybe... We'll have a contested convention. I'm going to watch the uh, debate on Friday because I think it's important to watch that debate. 
I want to see how Bloomberg carries himself. Because so far, all we've really seen with Bloomberg are news clips and uh, commercials. Let's see how he actually deals with some of this crap. And I'm not sure he's going to deal with it well. But I, I really think if... Well, here's the thing. Okay. Who's going to be more competition for Trump? It's going to be Michael Bloomberg. No question. Uh, Bernie Sanders is going to get killed. If he wins the nomination, he's going to get killed in the next election. He is a walking disaster. He's had a lifetime of laziness. He's been a politician for 30 years and has literally done nothing. If you folks can find something that he has sponsored or that he has actually implemented that was successful, please tell me because I don't know what it is. This is a guy who got kicked out of a commune for being too lazy. He is not a good guy. He really isn't. And he's going to lose. And Ben Shapiro says, well, I'll give Bernie a 60-40 chance. I give him a 65-35, probably 70-30 chance. I don't think he has any shot. Because all Trump has to do is point. Now, I know the Trump administration wants to have Bernie against him because it'll be an easy win in 2020. That's not what I want for my president. I want him to have the tough choice. Now, Trump, in his defense, has said that he believes that it doesn't matter who he runs against, he's going to beat him. And I think he's right. But I would rather him go against the tough challenge and prove that he's the best choice. Another thing that really scares the hell out of me, and not me in particular, because I think I'll be dead by the time it happens, I don't want to see a full-fledged communist become the Democratic uh, representative. Anyone that Rashida Tlaib, uh, AOC, or any of the squad chooses, I don't want to see as a presidential candidate. I would rather I would rather believe in the two-party system. I would rather accept the two-party system. And let let the marbles fall where they fall. Because here's the thing, let's just say Bloomberg does win and Trump loses, Bloomberg becomes president. How much damage do you think he'd do to the country? Let's look at it in a different direction. Let's just say, no matter how much of an underdog Bernie Sanders is, Bernie Sanders does win. He gets those 19-year-old voters to go out and actually vote, which they won't, but, but he does win. How much damage could Bernie Sanders do? I believe in the two-party system. I believe in the Democrats. I believe in the Republicans. I believe in different ideals. I think it is a bad thing if Bernie Sanders wins. I would rather see Mike Bloomberg win and have to hold his positions against Donald Trump than Bernie Sanders. I also think 
that the left is going to have a hard time electing or voting for a guy who's worth $60 billion compared to a guy who's worth $2 billion. I think they're going to have a hard time voting for someone who is basically bought his way. And that's all Trump needs to say. Trump doesn't need to worry about this. Now, with Fox News's reaction, that bothers me. Because Donald Trump, let's let's call it what it is, Donald Trump has a lifeline to Sean Hannity. He's interviewed with Sean Hannity, I don't know how many times, with Laura Ingram and with Tucker Carlson. He also has a lifeline with other Fox News folks. Can you really trust Fox News here? Here's what I here's what I'm coming to, and then I'm going to end this. I know it's not as interesting as my other podcasts, but you have to be able to watch the news and determine what is fake news and what is real news. And what Fox News did tonight is fake news. It's crap. Michael Bloomberg is not that bad. Yes, he said things. But most of the things he said has been actually pretty truthful. What he said about the farmers was not as bad as Sean Hannity made it out to sound. He wasn't talking about farmers. All you have to do is dig a hole, plant a seed, and put some water on it and suddenly have corn. I know I said that yesterday, but that's not what I meant. But when I listened to the entire speech, I realized he was talking in chronological order of how civilization raises. Civilization starts out as hunters, then they start out as agriculture, then it goes into industry, then it goes into technology. That's what that whole speech was about. I was wrong yesterday. I was dead wrong. What Mike Bloomberg said was completely correct. And then today what was released is that uh, Hispanics and blacks need to learn how to behave in the workforce. But if you hear the entire speech, what he was saying is the education systems are failing our minorities. And they don't learn what they need to learn to be productive in the workforce. And they don't learn what they need to learn for the ethics and the uh, politeness in the workforce. They don't learn any of this. They feel they're owed something. That's what he was saying, and he was right. Now, his gun control thing and the um, big gulp thing, he was full of crap. But I would much rather see Michael Bloomberg run against Donald Trump, even if it means that... And by the way, I said Bernie, a 30, 30, 70... Bloomberg, my guess is it's probably 40-60. Those odds just aren't that separate. Absolutely not that separate. So that's what I'm thinking. All I'm telling you folks is listen to all news with a filter. Sit back and say, uh, do I really 
buy this crap? They never said anything about Michael Bloomberg. And suddenly they're spending all Monday night talk or Tuesday night talking about Michael Bloomberg as if he was the second coming of the Antichrist. Okay, we got a problem there. There's there's a big issue there. That's not, no. Be able to tell news for what it is. We know what CNN is. We know what MSNBC is. We know what ABC is, CBS, NBC News. We, we know what all that is. Also know what Fox News is. They can't be completely trusted. You need to be able to put a filter. We need to be able to put a filter on this stuff. So I've got 13 minutes or 14 minutes. So let's talk about something I was going to actually talk about on on, uh, Friday. Let's talk about uh, the XFL. So Dave, Dave, who's famous for the Dave rule, said, hey, I heard the XFL was great football. Now, I don't have a girlfriend anymore, so I decided, okay, I'm going to spend Saturday and Sunday watching the XFL. And the question came how good a football was. Well, here's the thing with Dave. He didn't actually watch any of the games, so he didn't really know. He just heard it was really good. I Maybe it was, because I didn't see. I didn't even know the XFL started. So I decided to watch all four games of the XFL. Yawn. Absolute yawn. It was terrible. It was terrible. Oh my God! I I I actually fell asleep during three of the four games. It was so bad. I turned one game off to watch Dirty Jobs because I just couldn't handle that garbage. It was terrible sports. <laughs> the fourth game, I turned to the NBA basketball All Star game. And I watched it for a little bit and I got, well, the NBA basketball, I haven't watched basketball in years. Uh, I couldn't handle that. I turned it off and I ended up watching Frasier while reading a book, reruns of Frasier that I've seen thousands of times. Eventually I'm going to release a podcast about that because I think the writers of Frasier were undiscovered geniuses, to be honest with you. Nobel prize in something has got to be given to the writers of Frasier. I think it's great. But it was, the XFL was absolutely terrible. Now, the good news is ESPN said that the XFL was absolutely terrible. Okay, that's fine. I'll get that. Maybe it was, maybe it was just a bad weekend. They got all tired and stuff because, you know, these guys haven't played in the NFL and 10 years and suddenly they're pulled onto the field. They're fat. They're lazy. I I don't know. Maybe. But it was just awful football. I'm going to watch some of it this weekend. I'm actually going to go out this weekend. But I will watch some of it this weekend. And then something else that really got kicked my cat was the story about Aubrey Huff. And if you were on Twitter at all, uh, he was trending. Aubrey Huff was actually a baseball player for the San Francisco Giants. I think he played first base. I don't know what he played. He wasn't that great a player. He had a couple of home runs in the last World Series that San Francisco won. And 
San Francisco decided to have a uh, get-together. Well, Aubrey Huff made the huge mistake of tweeting things about Donald Trump. And Aubrey Huff was disinvited to the celebration of San Francisco's last World Series win, er, last World Series win, the anniversary of their World Series win. I mean, is it this bad? Is this what we're getting? You can't support somebody without being banned or without being canceled. He was a baseball player. He helped San Francisco actually win the World Series. But he can't celebrate because San Francisco is far left, of course. You can tell they're far left because every other person sitting in the street has got a needle in their arm and they're sitting in the street. But I, it's just really, really sad that just supporting one man is enough reason to get you banned from something, to get you canceled from something. I, I think it's just really sad. And last thing, I know, I well, I've got nine minutes, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish early. February 22nd is a huge day. It is the 40th anniversary of the United States defeating the Soviet Union in hockey during the 1980 Olympics. This is a huge thing for the United States especially in the position we were in 1980 and for the Cold War. So let me go over this. I've got nine minutes. I'm going to go over it real quick. Let's understand what happened prior to 1980. We were in the Cold War. Now, I was about 10 years old during the Cold War. I remember 10, no, 12. I was 12 years during, well, I was born in 68. So I had, I, I lived through the Cold War. We had to dive under freaking our desks in nuclear attack scenarios. We had to do this. The alarms would go off. We dive under our desk. The same way we would dive under, we would run out of the place during fire drills. The same. It was that bad. We had just lost Vietnam which we really didn't lose Vietnam. We lost Vietnam because politics took over. Nixon was the, um, was just retired, just gave up. He was going to be impeached for all his laws. Carter, probably the second worst president, maybe the, yeah, second worst president behind Barack Obama, and there's a couple others. I'm going to have to study the presidents to find out. Um, had failed in rescuing the Iranian hostages. His economy was crappy. We had to get gas based on your license plate because we had an energy shortage. I don't know if you guys remember this. This is a big deal. You had, if you had an even license plate, you can get your gas on every other day. If you had an odd license plate, which included license plate that ended in vowels, you get them on every other day. So you had to make sure you had gas in your car. And by the way, gas was... Cars did not care about gas mileage back then. 
your car could get 12 miles to the gallon. So you had to worry about gasoline and when you were going to get your gasoline. And you sat in lines waiting for gasoline. This was, it was really bad in the 70s. Not to mention, Iran was driving us up a wall. The uh, Shah of Iran was overthrown, living in Beverly Hills. Iranians were actually burning up Beverly Hills and rioting in the streets of Los Angeles because they wanted the Shah hung. The Shah had statues of naked, painted women in front of his... You can look this up. I am not kidding. I remember all this. I used to drive down Sunset Boulevard and we used to drive past the Shah's Manor in Beverly Hills. And the Shah was not a good guy, but it was taken over by the Ayatollah Khomeini. I don't know if you remember this. And the Ayatollah Khomeini sat back and, and just reversed Iran to something they were just took their course completely south. Iran was actually a military power under the Shah. Iran was developing nuclear missiles under the Shah. And the Ayatollah Khomeini wanted none of it from the West. And he brought Iran back to the Stone Age. Kind of ironic, ironic if you think about it. Because if I, the Ayatollah Khomeini had continued what the Shah had, they would have had a nuclear weapon by mid-80s. So thank God for all of that. Life was miserable back then. Carter was a disaster. Which is why he was one of the first presidents, I can't remember the first since Eisenhower, I think, who had a four-year term and lost an election to Ronald Reagan. Well, the Olympic the Olympic men's hockey team had no chance to win against the Soviet Union, who, by the way, we were in the middle of a Cold War with. World War III was the Cold War. The next war we have, if we have a world war, which we probably won't, maybe we'll talk about that later, World War IV was nothing. World War III took 40 years. And we won it. And the first time we realized we can win the Cold War, World War III, was when the United States defeated the Soviet Union. Now, how bad did the, how much of an upset this was, was this? The United States, two weeks earlier, had lost to the Soviet Union 10 to 3. And it wasn't that close. It was 10 0, and then the United States scored three goals. The United States beat the Soviet Union. Being down three to two, entering the third period of the game, scored two goals, defeated the Soviet Union. How good was the Soviet Union? With two minutes left, the coach of the Soviet Union did not even know how to pull his goalie from the goal. He never pulled his goalie to try to tie the game up. I think this is awesome. If you follow my uh, Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L, I'm going to post the entire game. And I'm going to post the uh, Michael's 
exclamation. Do you believe in miracles? With four minutes left, four seconds left, the puck is over the blue line. The Soviets can't do anything. They've already stopped. And the United States started celebrating. It was a great moment. And it was a great moment. And I I feel for the millennials. I feel for the gen... The, the, any generation after the millennials because they never experienced any of this crap. And I think that's one of the reasons why they have a hard time believing anything that went hap- that happened during my generation or the generation prior. I mean, I'm still talking to a millennial who thinks we never landed on the moon. That is stupid. We all knew we landed on the moon. There was enough evidence we landed on the moon. No one said we didn't land on the moon. But see, that's the whole thing. They never lived through crisis. And the Cold War was crisis. My buddy who keeps telling me, oh, well, we, we didn't land on the moon. He also doesn't remember when the Berlin Wall was turned down and the Cold War ended and the United States won. Okay, that's it. Uh, I, I actually went 30 minutes and I I don't know if you're thrilled with it because I was freaking talking the entire time. But you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. Uh, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Don't bother going to my website at www.dumbasstalkingpolitics.com because this was all done completely made up. I just started talking. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.